0: On today's edition of New Amsterdam Radio, we're talking cookies, man. Those sweet, sweet, small, flat cakes that make you go, dang, it feels good to be a sugar-filled gangster. Let's go. What's everyone up to? It's Flobo Boys. Thank you so much for tuning in to New Amsterdam Radio, powered by newamsterdam.com. As always, I have to thank you For listening, for commenting, for sending me emails about the show, and sharing the show with your friends, uh, because we are doing something a little bit grassroots here uh, at New Amsterdam. The idea, the impetus, the crux of the show, what started the moment, the exciting incident was really, how do we create a city for creatives? And little by little, slowly but surely, even with our missteps as a brand, uh, we are getting closer and closer to that vision. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Tell your friends if you haven't already and make sure you make that your friends tell other friends about the show. How are you doing? I hope you guys are doing great. I, for one, am doing a okay Uh, It's now officially the fall 2019. I had a really cool summer myself. It kind of went super fast. You know, I I celebrated my birthday. It's usually the first week of summer. Um, which now puts me in the old man category. I got to go to Comic-Con again, and uh, I got to ramp up my hosting thing for my personal creative endeavor. I got to delve deep, lean into hosting uh, television after shows. Uh, that's something I really enjoy, and the team around me uh, has been very supportive in my growth, so that's something that's really fun. But uh, this show is never about me personally. You're not tuning in to see what I'm up to because you can go to flobito.com f-l-o-b-i-t-o.com to find out what i'm doing and what i'm selling like my brand new t shirts available at that shop.com flobito.freadless.com uh no you're tuning into new amsterdam radio because you are a creative or someone who has a creative mind you're looking really for uh inspiration from unlikely places because i can be honest with you i can sit there and say keep at it Keep doing it. Keep believing yourself and you'll achieve. Um, I did it before. It was on a podcast called 26 Stone. There's 83 episodes. Go back and check it out. Uh, But I really wanted to pull uh, real world examples, news stories or things I've observed as a consumer, um, as a student of the game myself that I can share with you that serves a little bit of inspiration for me. Hopefully you can adopt that mindset when you approach uh, new questions to answer with your art, whatever that art may be, and sometimes you can pull from the most unlikely of sources. Uh, when I was in film school, quick example, uh, even though I just told you a minute ago I wasn't going to talk about me, um, I used to pull uh, editing styles and techniques or even choices from different kinds of architecture. Like if... A movie appeared during the Art Nouveau period what would be something that would happen there, or what would Streamline modern look like if it was an editing cut? Um, maybe a bit too sophomoric and philosophical for grad school, but it was a fun thing to look at. And it really opened me up uh, to to going just beyond the making cuts and quote-unquote taking out the bad parts of editing. It really go back into making me feel like I was a craftsman, like how the generation before me uh, cut and had work prints and slice reels and splice reels like that. So that's why I'm always a fan of that, and that's what this show is about. Uh, But today, we're going to talk about how cookies, and specifically oreos those those delicious delicious cookies themselves has opened up the world to me as far as looking at my projects and how i can adapt them to make them that much better if you follow me on social media you'll know that i'm a fan of oreos um for some reason, thing got kind of out of hand, and people think that's all I like. Uh, but to be honest with you, I'm not a real fan of the classic Oreo. The classic Oreo, to me, is a bit too chocolatey. Um, I am not one person to eat cookies and milk. Uh, that's because I don't really like milk in and, and that kind of form to begin with. So I, I like to eat my cookies uh, with the different kinds of creams. Golden cookies are fine. Double stuff is all right, but the original cookie just didn't do it for me. And uh, I know that for a long time I was told, how do you not like Oreos? It's un-American. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm not even sure if Oreos are American. I guess they are. But uh, the idea that it's milk's favorite cookie, everyone's ever tried it. There's one that out there that hates it that I've come across. Uh, the fact that it really wasn't my jam uh, really raised a bunch of eyebrows. In fact, it was only when I was an adult when I saw my first ever alternative Oreo, it was a golden one, where they had the same white cream, but it was in two golden crackers, uh, and it was called a golden Oreo. Then I thought, I'll give Oreos a shot, and I loved it. And then I went back and I said, okay, let me try the normal ones. Oh, they're still gross. But if I had double stuff, where there's more cream than chocolate, maybe I might like that. And I liked that one too. And I became a onboarded Oreo fan through the alternative uh, designs that they had, alternative flavors they had. And I guess someone at Nabisco went ham because there are now Oreo flavors for everything. And the ones I've tried, I've documented on social, on my Instagram account. So off the top of my head, I've had berry, I had pumpkin spice, I had Rice Krispie treats, pistachio, birthday cake, lemon, lime, uh, peanut butter, uh, dark chocolate, uh, cookies and cream flavored Oreos which is pretty recursive because it's not what an Oreo is cookies and cream uh, and I'm just going off the top of my head I'm sure there's plenty of ones, firecracker ones where they put pop rocks in it um, apple ones um, the caramel apple ones uh, uh watermelon ones you know it goes on and on and not to mention the ones that are basically the same flavor as the original but they're colored like the uh, colored red for valentine's day a colored orange for halloween a red velvet's one uh graham cracker carrot cake we can go on and on there's a mystery flavor that uh, it was a contest that it was essentially fruity pebbles flavored oreo i've tried them all and i'm sure there's bunches of flavors i haven't noticed or haven't tried myself but it's interesting to me when you go back to the display at oreo they have the original flavor maybe the golden one or something and two or three alternate flavors and that's pretty much it like they they rotate and they have a seasonal thing to their alternate flavors and i'm sure there's some place you can get them online or some place where you can vote to have them return but i thought it was always interesting how oreo always tried playing with this with this formula. Once they found out that there were people like myself who got on board with a alternate, non-main kind of Oreo, there was this push to try different ones for varying degrees of success, right? I am not the biggest fan of peanut butter Oreos, but I know people who love them. Uh, berry Oreos are a great summertime treat, I thought, but a lot of my friends thought it was gross. And to each his own, and it became almost like a trading card for people who did this thing on social media. The hashtag I used personally was hashtag Oreo Tour, where every time I had a different flavor, I would go out there and tell people about it, and then I would probably search other people who did other flavors of Oreo, and I was I would like their post, and they were like mine or comment on mine. Now, granted, I didn't make any brand new friends over cookies, but this offbeat offering. Opened up the lane for a bit of a community, right? As tenuous as it is for me to say, hey, I haven't tried that one. Is that good? Where'd you get it? Oh, it's at this Walgreens or it's at this Ralph's or Kroger. I'll check it out. And it's really fascinating if you think about it, because there's so many flavors that are so far away from what the original Oreo is, you really can't call them an Oreo, right? But it has the same branding. And of course, with the same branding, you expect certain things like the consistency of the cream or the thickness of the cookies. Not necessarily the flavor of an original Oreo. And that gives me pause. So what I'm saying is, is to take all your projects and make alternate versions of everything. No, I wish. I wish it was that simple. Yeah, if you're selling jewelry or something, you can come out and say, oh, this is my tungsten collection. This is my steel collection. This is my gold collection. But sometimes you're working on a project where well, that doesn't quite apply, right? If you write a screenplay, uh, I guess you can go back and do a screenplay that's a little bit off your Uh, normal writing tropes or brand, but that the same thing applies here. The idea is trying something different, trying something different that may have seen that a little bit off of what people think of you and what your brand stands for. But ultimately, if you're trying various things and multiple various things at once, try to find a way to impart some bit of a community. People who are super fans of your work, for most of us at the entry level, that'd be your immediate friends and family, it kind of opens up a discussion. If you make two or three different variants at once, you can say, hey, which one do you like better? I like this one. And having people to try it out in certain situations or certain times or days, you can make that into an event and say, hey, look, on Friday, I'm giving out five new versions of my pocket apple pie with different kinds of apples. You let me know if you're a Granny Smith fan or Red Delicious. Or you can say, hey, you know what? I'm, I am painting up this brand new canvas acrylic on canvas. I'm trying a new color combination. How about I give these swatches? You let me know what you think. Yeah, it ends up being crowdsourcing because I'm sure people banging on Oreo's door for a Oreo Thin that's flavored pistachio ultimately cause it to be released. But the more important thing is that you are basically incubating an example where people can talk about your product and discuss your product. You are building micro communities. And the idea is that if your quality stays consistent and you keep making more stuff, these communities can get larger and larger. I don't want to say I'm the first person, But when I started doing the Oreo tour on on social media, there was like a handful of people. I would say maybe 15 or 20 folks that just said, hey, I'm I'm doing this consciously to find out every flavor on Oreo's docket. Uh, For most people, it was like, hey, I saw this in the store. This is cool. But by today, looking on social, there are hundreds, if not thousands of people who are all about the idea of trying different Oreo flavors one right after the other. They want to go on that tour. They want to go on that journey with a brand they they know and they can trust and say, hey, look, even though I may not like the pumpkin spice uh, Oreos. I know the brand has enough cachet with me that I can always go back to the classic ones because I trust this quality. Hey, I may not appreciate your novel about space cowboys who are actually the aliens, uh, but I know that other piece you did about the real cowboys in the US is still pretty good. Thank you for trying. Now, as a creator, even though it may seem a lot of work up front, it kind of gets ahead your bets. Cause You can get wild and crazy or as, or as conservative as you want. And as I mentioned before, for your fans, there's a way for them to really Uh, Speak up focus group things without feeling pressured uh, that every single thing you're doing is worth uh, your entire life fortune or everything is is worth your entire uh, Creative juices if you have three or four options they can compare and contrast and say this one is more my speed This one isn't my speed, etc, etc So I can tell you this from my experience, even though I have a a terrible sweet tooth I'll eat Mellow cream pumpkins in the fall. I'll eat uh, Conversation hearts during dead of winter for Valentine's Day. Um, I love Oreos. I don't need an excuse to eat them, but I thought it was kind of interesting uh, how this crazy idea has lent itself to direct sales for people like me who are buying them at three dollars a bag, uh, but definitely the, the, the trading card aspect with it on social media and then conversations at parties. That's all the time we have for this edition of New Amsterdam Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Go back and check out all the other episodes you have missed wherever you get your podcasts. That's iTunes, that's Spotify, that's Google Play. Uh, Please follow me. I'm Flobo Voice. You can follow me at Bo Boys on Twitter, at FloBito, on Instagram and FloBito.com. I have updates there every week. Now reach out, let me know what you think about the show and things you want me to cover on future editions of New Amsterdam Radio. I want to thank you so much once again. And, of course, until next time, the city is yours.